0: Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want you to identify when you're most productive. Okay, so why does this matter to us in our author world? You know, I always love to talk about our why. It's important for us to recognize our own strengths and times when we are more productive. And I know that this can vary it can vary according to our situation and how we're feeling or maybe our schedules but as a general rule of thumb think about what type of creative output can you produce at certain times of the day and maybe do a research experiment on yourself so this happened to me naturally i will tell you that As a teacher, I only work 10 months, even though I'm uh, a literacy coach, I don't have a 12-month position. I still have a 10-month position. So that means in the summer, my routine is completely backwards. I stay up extremely late, um, well into the night. I get up at five, six o'clock in the morning still, and I find that my production over the summer months I can really put out some books. In fact, last summer, I wrote two books, wrote half of a book, well, maybe less than half, but a quarter of a book, got to chapter 11 and got scared and quit. I edited Sweet Potato Jones to send to the publishing company. I also edited a trilogy that I was working on. And going back and worked up a middle grades fiction about the American Revolution so I was extremely productive over the summertime and so I'm already thinking now big plans for the summer I'm thinking of what could I really you know focus my energies and my attention on over the summer months and I know a lot of it has to do with research in order for me to get ready for the Sweet Potato Jones release in September. But I also want to be writing a lot (laughs) um, since I know that that is my most productive season. Holidays are also good times for me because of spring break, because of the winter break that teachers have around the Christmas holiday and New Year's. I know that that's when I'm always going to put out one of my devotionals at the end of the year. So I already know in 2019, in December, I will be working on a devotional. And I already know that it's going to be um, probably, I say this, I'm not going to say it with 100%, but I feel I'm being led this year to do an author devotional. And it would go along with our four Steps that I always talk to you guys about so that's probably what's going to end up happening just because that's really Revolutionizing the way that I work In my life and hopefully these tips will help other people too in a book And we can have a Bible devotional along with it for our author world so I know that that's probably coming in December but it's more than that. It's really thinking about what times of the day too that you're productive. Because if you find yourself pushing out more pages or word counts or just just creative thought early in the morning, then you need to give yourself that time. You need to structure your day. Get up a little earlier. You will thank me for it. You know. And I know that sometimes you say, wait, I'm already getting up at 6.30 as it is. Well, what if you got up at 5.30 and you gave yourself 45 minutes you know, of sustained time or, or an hour of sustained time just in front of a screen, just in front of a journal, just in front of a blog or, or whatever it is that you're focused on? You will thank me for it but you won't know when is your most productive time unless you give this a try. So here's where the challenge comes in. That means you're gonna have to note what you're doing by either creating yourself, if you want to get all fancy. Now I have a friend, she makes a spreadsheet for everything. Y'all, I'm not kidding. She showed me a spreadsheet that she had yesterday. That thing was color-coded. It was like all fancy. I'm going, um, why are you creating the spreadsheet for this? Well, so that way I can formulate it into charts and graphs. Okay, of course she will. And, it's <laughs> and I love her very much. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that, but if you like stuff like that and you find it to be fun and you do want to turn it to a actual, legit research um, study on yourself and you do want some charts, go ahead and chart it. Go ahead, if you like that. But for me, I just knew I had a recognition of what had happened to me over the weekend. So Saturday came along and I am working on a freelance writing project right now. If you guys... haven't heard, Um, you can go back a few episodes and you can listen to, you know, how to create a contract, um, how to uh, work the freelance world, and, you know, take opportunities as they come. And so I have been given a blessed opportunity to work with an author on an educational guide to accompany their books. So Saturday, I knew was going to be a really big day for me. So I woke up early, I started working, and I had already built like a framework. I stayed up super late one night during the work week, which was very difficult for me the next day, I will be honest. I realized the mistake that I'd made, because you guys know I work a full-time job, and then I homeschool in the evenings until really late. So um, then I, really late means like 10 o'clock at night, homeschooling, and then I stayed up you know two and a half hours after that basically framing out the book the educational guide and I really felt my limitations the next day and I, I felt bad that I'd done that to myself so I knew that I had to really prioritize my Saturday to make sure that I got a bulk of the material done on Saturday so I got up super early like I said I worked on the book I took a break, took the boys out for sushi so we could have our Valentine's lunch together. And we celebrated Valentine's Day on Saturday just because the middle of the week wasn't a good time with us, me working and homeschooling. And I went on date night with the husband uh, Friday night. So Saturday was my day with the boys and I spent time with them and when I got home, I continued to work on the freelance work way until the evening. It was about 10.30 that night, and I was feeling extremely exhausted. I had not had a nap because I need daily naps, but I didn't take one because I was invested. I was really working through this, the ideas were coming, and I felt at the end of the day that I was extremely productive. So, I put it aside, went to sleep, got up super early again on Sunday because I wanted to make sure that I did as much as I could um, during the weekend hours. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened Sunday morning when the house was completely quiet, so, I'm researching, okay? I'm telling you this is hindsight. And I'm thinking about the conditions. So, think about your actual conditions when you're doing this, too, because I think that that can matter. I don't turn on the television at all. I'm not a television watcher. Uh, my husband, when he's up, the television is on nonstop. It is YouTube videos or gaming videos or he's playing his game or... You know he's watching a movie I mean constant there isn't a time when the television is not on when my husband is up but now I on the other hand I don't live like that um, so on Sunday mornings the house was still it was so quiet I didn't spend a lot of time in Bible study because I knew that I was gonna be going to church so I didn't do my morning Bible study and I went right into my work and I was so productive that I really got to a point where there was nothing else I could do until I got some more information and I went through and I knew that I was going to have to spend days editing. I understood that, but I'm talking about actually getting the entire guide completed from, from what I had to work with. For this client and I stepped back and kind of hovered over myself and thought why was I so much more productive early in the morning like this to the point where I doubled my productivity and so the quiet the focus you know not checking social media not being interrupted by family members Um, And, yes, when I did go to eat lunch, you know, it was to spend time with the boys. And we do have to have those breaks. And I'm not telling you, you know, you have to work 24-7. But you do have to recognize maybe what could impede that flow. Because I didn't take a nap, maybe my mental acuity, you know, maybe I just wasn't as on point the day before. And I was a little sluggish. And maybe I was going a little slower than normal but I was extremely productive early in the morning on Sunday. And so I told my husband about it and we were talking and he was like, well, maybe you're not a night owl after all, which I've always said that I was. And then I laughed and I'm like, maybe it's my old age because now I'm 43 and so, you know, maybe my patterns and my habits aren't the way that they used to be and I'm still expecting my mind to be able to work the way that it did you know, when I would write books and say up to 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning and, you know, do all of that life. Well, that he said, those are, days are over. Those are gone for me. And I've got a lot of other things going on in my life now. And so not only do our priorities change, I'm living proof that our productivity times may change. So I had, I had a fallacy going on. I was actually thinking that I worked better, you know, midday in the evening hours, when in fact, at this situation, I was working a lot faster and more creatively without like struggling through. So my tips for you is to first be open-minded because it, like I said, it can change. Seasons change for me. When I don't have my full time job d- during the day, when I'm out for the summer, my summer months look completely different than they look like right now in the middle of February. So be open minded and don't always listen to what other people say, including me, about when is your best time. You've got to figure that out on your own. So my tip to you is to watch your body patterns, watch your mental capacity, see what you've got going on when you're working product, projects and try like a trial and error. So you'll try some mornings, you'll try some lunch breaks, you'll try some middays, you'll try some evenings. So that way you can get some baseline data. So go ahead and do that pick some times, and if you're not, like what I would have said before, oh, I'm not a morning person. You know, I surprised myself. There was this challenge, y'all, that I heard last year about, can you get yourself up at 5 a.m. in the morning and do your Bible study and, and really get yourself going, like power people, get up at 5 a.m., you know, people in leadership get up at 5 a.m. Well, I know my principal's up because he's emailing us all the time early in the morning. Um, so, you know, I was listening to all of this advice about, you know, that, and I was doing it, and my productivity, you know, did increase over the summertime, so just be objective when you're going into this, and and research, don't just say, oh, I'm not a morning person, because you never know, with a cup of coffee, you might be able to do anything, you could just write the, you know, the next chapter faster than you would have in the evening when it might have taken you four days to write the chapter. You might have that chapter done in that one setting. So the second thing, the tip that I want to give you, you know, so first you're going to do a trial and error. You, error. You're going to pick times. The second thing is I want you to make a list after you complete the activities. I don't want you to kind of just be making lists as you're writing but I want you to look back and do like a reflection list you know if you had a lot of disruptions um, if you had a lot of phone calls or emails beeping in or you were addicted to Twitter in those moments and you found yourself just randomly on Pinterest finding new recipes like what was it that was pulling you away because I think that productivity has a lot to do with our minimal distractions. So I would ask you to that to really do that and really observe yourself. And so I had to look back at why was I so much more productive on Sunday morning before church than I was all day Saturday. And it was because I had X, Y, and Z going on. And I had to do a lot of, you know, prep time. I had to, to break away. Um, my daughter needed to, you, my stepdaughter, she needed to use the computer for a school emails. And, and so I started looking at, you know, what was going on during that time. And I was like, well, there we go. When I get chunks of time taken off, you know, that also was messing up maybe my creativity and just my output in general so i want you to start noticing your distractions but not just your distractions themselves but their distractions during certain periods and times of the day because for me my sunday morning was distraction free the only thing that it was going to stand in my way on a sunday morning was my social media my you know tendency to when I do get an email from one of you guys, you know, wanting to read it and respond right back, um, because I have a pet peeve, like if someone texts me, I want them to text me right back, or if I, um, so I try my best to respond to people, so that was like minimal though, on a Sunday morning, I guess all of you guys were resting in, (laughs) um, um, But I will tell you, I was up and I was riding away and doing so much better. And the, the sense of accomplishment too. So that's another tip that I want you to really try your best to qualify. And so this is not quantitative data that I'm asking you to collect now. I want you to do a qualitative piece to this research design on yourself. So after you chart the times of the day and like what your output is then you're looking at your distractions you're actually charting those and you might come up with categories Mm -hmm. Um, and you can tally those if you want well now I want you for your third tip I actually want you thinking about your emotional state during these times of the day so where are you most likely to maybe need some coffee because you're extremely tired and you need a boost of caffeine or you might really start dozing off you might be even on a train of thought you might become unfocused so if you have moments where your attention is not where it needs to be and you're drifting or you have a lack of interest you have a lack of motivation You need to mark those as well beside these productivity times during the day and distractions. So there are research studies that talk about technology today. And I've heard about them, you know, in different just circles, you know, people telling me about what they've read. So you can go and look up some credible sources yourself if you don't believe me. But I do believe myself, this is my personal opinion that our technology can also affect our mood. So let's say I'm writing, I'm in the middle of writing and all of a sudden I get this intense urge to go to Facebook or check my Twitter. And then I see something that pops up on there that just gets my blood boiling or I get upset about something or I see a really sad story or something happened, and now I'm all into this drama, y'all, that can pull you away from your emotional task at hand, which is giving 100% of yourself and your mind and your emotions into the character or the scene. And so that can affect what you're doing. So that's why I think I'm calling technology a huge distraction, because I think the technology piece can really alter and affect our moods so really i'm stressing this now really hone in on not only what your distractors are but maybe how are you feeling after you're charting this work And you may go through a couple of emotions. Listen, when I'm writing a story and something is happening in it, I can get extremely excited, and then I can get sad. And it has nothing to do with outside influences. It has to do with the decision that one of the characters made. Or it's such a surprise to my system that it actually just shocks me. So I could go through all of these emotions when I'm writing. I think that would just be really cool for us to be able to qualify that and chart that or write that or make a list in a journal book. If you want to do the spreadsheet, you go right on ahead. Now, I can't get that fancy. But you guys can create a template, and you could chart these things. So I'm hoping that over time, you'll be able to at least be able to articulate your best writing times. But I still caution you to say... That with seasons, with situations, you know, you may change. And you may go through different ones. But I think this would be very interesting. That if we did this endeavor, that we would learn more about ourselves as authors. And we wouldn't just always read a blog or read an an article or an interview. Or, you know, watch a presentation of an author. They're giving a talk. And they give their best times, or they give their process, and we feel like we have to model that exactly. No, what we need to do is figure out our own body rhythms, our own patterns, and our own strengths, but also our areas where we may need some improvements, or where we might have weak moments, or times when we're just lethargic. I'm telling you guys, I'm on my way home from work now, And because I'm an introvert and I am around over 2,000 students and over 100 faculty members a day, and I am constantly, constantly, you know, the whole time at work, you know, helping and coaching and teaching and working with others, that by the time I leave, I just honestly don't know sometimes if I'm coming or going. And I have to go home, and the thought of me going straight into writing a novel, oh, or revising—that is challenging. And yes, I have done it, and I have prepared for podcast, which does take me a long time because I take, you know, extensive notes. I'm praying over podcast interviews, and I have done those earlier in the day, just because you know that's before homeschooling, and if I can do those at four p.m. When I'm scheduling with people, then that's just better for me because it doesn't take away from my time homeschooling in the evenings. But I'm telling y'all, I'm getting my nap in if I can. I mean, that's like a number one priority for me. Like, come home, eat lunch because I'm not eating at work. You cannot count that half of a roll of thin mints that I finished off today in my office. Y'all, I promise y'all I was trying to give away them thin mints. And nobody was taking them. And so I just ended up having to eat them because I felt sorry for all the other ones sitting in the pack and it had been a while. So I didn't want them to feel abandoned. And that's all I had for lunch because I gave away my crackers. So I had cookies at <laughs> a backup. But, you know, I'll fix something to eat or I'll make a snack and then I'll take a nap. So I'm telling you, being productive like right after work, nah not really i don't think so i do feel like now i need to investigate further my morning productivity times especially saturday and sunday mornings and maybe the saturdays when we're not doing homeschool adventure days to where i know that it's just going to be me and the computer maybe instead of sitting in the hub of where everything is going on in the house um, because i still want to sit with my husband while I'm writing. Maybe I need to take the time to work just some quiet time upstairs at the desk that he made for me for my office space and for me to make my jewelry. So I'm really considering that as a better time period for me. And I need to now structure my Saturdays where I'm out of the mainstream distractions because I could list them all out. I didn't recognize this myself until Sunday evening when I had a chance to reflect. And I think oftentimes we get so busy that we don't reflect enough. So if you want to know really where this challenge is coming from and what does it all boil down to it's you being able to reflect on your own practices so that way when you are given times given these opportunities to write that you can be at your most effective because that's what we want you know we don't want to waste time and I definitely need to stop looking up stock photographs of Scottish people I really need to stop because it is draining You know, my time, you know, and like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of my lives. And I'm telling y'all, I've got to break away from some of the habits that I have started this week um, from spending, you know, X amount of time doing things that are not like right at me in the moment and things that I need to be working on. So, pre, you know, prioritizing the list that I need to do for my short term. You know, I've got to move away from this. Uh, it's almost to the point where I can't help myself. Like I'm, get, I'm still thinking about my trilogy so much that it's taken energy away. And I just need to let that go for a while and pray about it. So that way, in the time that I do have, that I am carving out for myself this week, that I can do it on necessity things, things that are pressing and in the moment. So, I hope that these tips have been helpful to you. So, go out do a research program on yourself. Start your spreadsheet. Get your journal ready. Get yourself a stopwatch. Hit time. <laughs> make mental notes while you're going. Do not stop to write things down. But then, at the end of your session, go back and do a reflection piece. And you can make a list. You don't have to sit and write a complete narrative like you're turning it in to the American Psychological Association. But I'm telling you, it could be valuable stuff. And then you need to challenge a writer friend. So you need to send an author friend this way to the Jen Lowry Writes podcast and say, do this challenge with me. And so that way we can help support each other. If you guys have any tips, you know I love them. Send them to me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. All right, guys, the challenge is on.